Get your hands dirty with the Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. Classic hits at Coast FM 963. Pete Little and Sholan Darcy. It is the Gardening Gang this morning. Being, uh, of course, sponsored by our very good supporters, being uh, our good friends at Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs, open all weekend, and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. Sherilyn, good morning to you. You've had a busy week. Good after morning. A crazy weekend you had last weekend with <laughs> Edible Garden Trail. You were here, there, and everywhere. Everywhere. What a big success again for the Central Coast and for gardeners everywhere. It was amazing, Pete. They, I think they tripled their ticket sales this year and it was just so joyful and the weather was beautiful and people came from far and wide when all the gardens opened their gates. It was wonderful. Now, I'm sure they were pumping you for information because <laughs> you were running around like a swan getting involved in yes. each of the uh, projects that were on display. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I thought today we'd kind of put some of those questions to Sherilyn who um, is fairly knowledgeable about gardening, <laughs> let me tell you. And uh, so we're going to have a bit of a Q&A session in as much as it's like tips and tricks for your garden. Yes. But I'm going to take control this morning, Sherilyn. This is going to be unusual. A problem we have at Saratoga. Oh my goodness. My wife's going to work this morning and she said after work I'm going to try and find something on the central coast Mm. that's going to keep those pesky birds away. Now the reason for this is we went away for a week over to Bali there just for a quick holiday Mm -hmm. and came back and stepped onto the block, block, the deck, and all those gardeny parts of the of the um, of the property, and all the various pot plants, all the all the, uh, uh, the dirt, dirt was oh. kind of scattered, <clears throat> three or four or five of them. And is it because the birds are? Annoyed with our plants, Sharon. They took advantage while we were away. They did, didn't and they? And just raided the place, and I can't figure out why. Okay, all What's right. What's happening? All right. Well, in a few weeks' time, what happens is that all the dirt around the place has been will start getting disturbed everywhere because Christmas beetles will start coming alive everywhere. So what's in the dirt of your pot plants is what you would know as curl grubs or different sorts of grubs that are in there. And they're nice and fat and juicy now, so birds are like, mmm, oh, just ready about... to burst. They're ready to burst into being beetles and, and Christmas beetles. Oh. So those birds are getting a nice big uh, fat, juicy grub to eat. So they're actually doing you a favour, Pete, because as much as we we want all of those nice grubs to grow and turn into beetles. We probably don't want them in our pot plants. And those grubs in your pot plants, they'll be munching away on the roots of your plants. So I would be happy that that's happened. They've done a job for you. And because you're not around the house and scaring them off, they've thought, oh, this is great. It's uh, thanks, thanks, little family. You've left a smorgasbord for us. <laughs> and they've done you a favour. So, Pete, all you need to do... So I better ring my wife and say, don't worry about trying to find somebody to stop them. Yeah, don't. They're don't just... Exactly. Just tuck that dirt back in and say thanks a lot, guys and girls, and uh, off you go. Okay. Well, that's my uh, tip today. Well, my question, Mm -hmm. your little tip there has been very valuable. More of those throughout the morning here at Coast FM with the Gardening Gang. Also this weekend, huge activity at the entrance. It's the Chrome Fest back in a big way for 2023. So I thought we'd play a little Chrome Fest song. It's all about cars and rock and roll. 
One of the biggest events of the year on the Central Coast is Chrome Fest. All this weekend we're broadcasting from Chrome Fest uh, from 10 o'clock this morning and also from 9 o'clock tomorrow morning live from the streets of Chrome Fest at the entrance and it'll be just so much good fun. Also play more of those chromey, chromey type songs as the morning goes on. Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy, now we're doing the tips and tricks today. Sherilyn, I've got someone called uh, Brett. Is it Brett on the line? Hey, Sherilyn. Um, I hope you could help me with the gardening question. This is um, Soundy Brett from Gosford. Um, at the bottom of our garden, we've got a, um, a banana tree, and it's been chopped on, down on our side, but it's growing in our neighbours. So, But the problem is I want to make the, um, the bananas bigger so we can pinch the bananas on their side. So, so I want to know what sort of fertiliser I could put on our side of the garden to um, to make them grow bigger. <laughs> oh, I love it, Brett. I love your thinking. Yeah, don't worry about having the plant on your side, but get the bananas on the other side. Well, the big thing with bananas, Brett, is that bananas are very heavy feeders. And during summer, you've got to look at feeding them, believe it or not, once a month. Now, I like using a liquid fertiliser, but don't go and buy one from the shops. Go and get yourself some cow manure. That's a really good one. And put it in a bag and make yourself a manure tea. So you're putting that in a big bucket of water that dilutes it down and then you pour that on once a month. It's really good. They also like a bit of a boost as well with some Epsom salt. So just a teaspoon in that size plant, probably a big tablespoon in a great big bucket of water and throw that on. That gives them a bit of a boost as well. But they are hungry, hungry, hungry. And you'll get big, big tomatoes. Oh, not tomatoes. You'll get bananas. You don't want to get tomatoes. You want to get bananas. That's what you'll get. I'm very excited about the prospect of bananas grow on the Central Coast. I guess there are parts... With plenty of sunshine and drainage that they uh, will perform well in. Pete, you know where the first banana that cropped in Australia was? Tascot. It, no, it was uh, St. Hubert, no, Hubert's Island. Oh, really? The monks put it there. There you go. Mm. History yeah. revealed. Coast <laughs> FM. Good morning, it's the Gardening Gang. Coast FM, Pete Little and Sheldon Darcy. It is the Gardening Gang today. And the pace today is all about tips and tricks for your garden improvements coming into, you know, the lovely part of the year, the summertime. Yeah. And Keith from um, uh, North Gosford has just moved into a new house. Has he? Yes. And the question he has for us today mm-hmm. is where do I start in my planning for an entirely new garden? Now, I thought we'd talk to someone that you know very, very well today. Oh, it's one of our, it's one of our honorary gangsters. It's Luke <laughs> DiVincenzo from Devo Designs. We love you, Luke. Hello. Hi, everybody. Now, Luke, he's uh, become very famous, Sheldon, I understand. Well, our listeners are going to love this. The Central Coast has a national award winner. Luke DiVincenzo has won the Industry Champion Award in the Tradies in Business in Excellence Awards. That's a nationwide. He's number one. That's it. And it says here they give it out to the Buzz Lightyear of the industry, the one who goes to infinity and beyond for their clients and the community. Luke, oh, oh come on. Come on, Lukey. Well done, oh, my friend. Oh, well done. We've uh, chosen you today because of your fame, my friend. Now, the answer to that question from Keith, of course, to North Gosford, I'm building a brand new garden. Where do I start? I only have the money to spend on doing it myself. (laughs) It cuts you out, mate. So where do we start? Now you're making it tricky. G'day, Keith. How are you, mate? Good, mate. <laughs> um, I guess there's, there's two ways. A professional would look at it in the simple design elements, which are order, line, texture, unity, and repetition. There's a lot of words that kind of don't mean much unless you're in the industry 
playing around with those design elements. Yep. However, my advice to Keith would be, before he put shovel to ground, would be doing some research. And a lot of tough questions that we ask our clients, and no one likes to talk about money, but there's no point in planning for a big design if you don't have the budget. Um, so budget's a big one. Research is great. Um, and getting inspiration. So go on to Pinterest. Look up design style. Um, and that will help you plan your backyard and front yard. Mm. Um, some other things that you might want to include is the purpose. What is the purpose for your backyard? Do you have children that are young and ready to run around a lawn? Or do you have children that are 15, 16 and would prefer to sit around a fire pit and be away from mum and dad with their friends because they live next door to a park and they don't need a lawn? Oh, yes. Um, we've seen a big transition of trends from homeowners wanting to have the big backyard and lawn space um, because they think that's easy. And let me tell you, there's nothing harder than looking after something that could be put into lawn porn. Um, <laughs> and it's very high maintenance. Um, Lukey, so many questions to consider here <laughs> in a very short radio show. <laughs> I know, I'm trying to, trying to pump it all out in this short window that I have. But they're very important. They're my top five. And what we push in even all our videos, our online videos, our TikToks, our Instagram is preparation is key. Mm. So there's a few points there about you want the grand outdoor kitchen area, pergola, bungalow, water features, really consider a budget, really consider the preparations underground. Um, mm. 60% of landscaping is underground and it's not seen. Oh, okay. That's an interesting stat there. 60% of uh, planning. Is it planning? Land, landscaping. Landscaping is mm. underground. Mm. Yeah, oh, well, I just made that figure up. But yeah, I'll <laughs> guess about that. Um, we've, had a, we've had a recent... A job for, I don't know if you guys know, Josh Horner. He used to do the judging on... Oh, yes, yes. yes. Uh, yeah, we've actually just landscaped his place. And hmm. um, there's a good good movie in there about preparing drainage and preparation before we get stuck into doing all the pretty stuff. Oh, you've got a YouTube uh, channel, Luke, now. We can we can, go and, we can go and get all these tips. Go for it. Is it Devo um, Designs? We love doing it. Yeah. Devo Designs everywhere. Yep. Instagram, TikTok, what did you say? YouTube. Hmm. This is on my beautiful wife's area of expertise, Renata. Could be an award-winning um, Devo design now, mate. There you go. <laughs> I have to put the award sticker on there for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Luke, so what do you think about people that go and do it yourself? Do you think it's worth oh, giving it a go? Oh, yeah. cheap steak. Cheap <laughs> um, Yeah, obviously... Um, it's better if they pay you. I know that, but you know. <laughs> yeah, let me try and reword that. Um, I, I think that will go back to the very first point I put in there. It's about research. You can you can pretty much YouTube and Google how to do anything. So finding out some advice from professionals first, or the YouTube channels um, about what's actually involved in the process mm. for it to last. Um, there's no point in let's say doing some paving and we scratch back an area and put some pavers down. I mean, that's great if you want the pavers to be stable for a few weeks, but we tend to pre-plan everything to last 10 years and plus. I just actually watched a TikTok about, um, I'm not going to say any names because I have no idea what it was, but it's about she got a landscaper in and the plants were in the wrong spot, so she took them out, rearranged them. Um, she wasn't impressed, and then she went to Bunnings 
and spent a fortune on plants. Mm. And I just looked at the plants that she got from Bunnings and I'm not pursuing Bunnings because I love shopping there too. I get excited. It's like going to a lower shop. Mm. But all the plants she bought were hybrids from Western Australia, oh. plants that are grown in hydroponic sheds, and I could just, I could tell that. Ready for failure. The garden that she did was a time bomb. Yeah. yeah. And that was just from a 10 second video. So the big tip, the takeaway um, is research. That's it. Yes, absolutely. Love it. So I think we've maybe uh, satisfied the question from Keith at North Gosford. Get the advice you can and get the planning underway first. That's right. And uh, and Absolutely. if it all fails, ring Luke. <laughs> <laughs> well, Luke, thank yeah, you for your time this morning and congratulations on that mighty, mighty award that uh, yeah, Sherilyn well talked done. about. Well done. And may it not thank go to you your head. I'm not going to, uh, I won't be able to... Get out of the car in a minute. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Devo Designs from the Luke DiVincenzo with us this morning here on the Gardening Gang with our Tips and Tricks Day. That's right. He's one of our special gangsters here. Let's get back to those classic hits, Pete. The soundtrack of... Oh, yeah, I kissed you. Uh-huh. Gardening Gang this morning ya. with the sound of Chrome Fest, oh, yeah. rock and roll and OK. It's all about kissed ya. All about kissing over the weekend at Chrome Fest. What a big event that's going to be too. Now, parking's always a bit of a trick at the entrance this time Mm. of year. And there is a website that shows you all those areas that are closed to traffic. Go on the Chrome Fest website. Now... Sherilyn Darcy, Pete Little here with the Kang and with the Kang. What more? What are we doing with, with the, the with the with the gardening gang That's it. today? And we're going to thank a few people who have been great supporters of our community radio station. They've been supporting the major uh, sponsorship of the station for mm-hmm. years on. Here's some classic hits at Coast FM nine six three with Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy with the gardening gang this morning, and the theme is tips and tricks for your garden. And you're asking the questions now. We've got Maria here, Sherilyn. Hey, Sherilyn. It's Maria from Kingcumber. I've got a question. My lemon tree. It didn't fruit this year. What's going wrong? Ah, Maria, this is a problem that a lot of people across the Central Coast are having with a lot of fruit and vegetable plants, and it's because of the lack of bees, because we've had that horrible varroa mite go right through the community, and so we don't have enough pollinators. So the solution for you... Oh, because without flowers getting pollinated, we're not going to get fruit. So the solution is to put in lots more flowering plants, so quick flowering plants, and so that's your your little things like your um, your gerberas and your flowering gums and your grevilleas and all sorts of things like that, nasturtiums, quick growing things, to attract them all in. Lavender's are good as well. And you're looking to attract native pollinators as well. That can help. But there are a few other things that can prevent a lemon tree or any tree at all from blooming, any of the citruses. First of all, it's plant age. Now, it sounds to me... You said this year it didn't fruit, so this probably isn't your problem. But anybody else, you've got to wait a couple of years before those citruses start to actually bloom and fruit. So up to four years, three to four years. Incorrect watering also is something that can happen. So overwatering and underwatering, same result, not enough blossoms. Also... feeding them too much fertiliser. It'll put especially nitrogen. You'll end up with lots and lots of leaves, not so many flowers. And lack of sun is also a thing. So if your lemon tree is in the wrong place, mm, you're going to have to move it. But not just now. You'll have to wait. Get it into a sunnier location. If it's been unusually hot in your area, 
not enough chilling hours, you won't get enough lemons as well. That's not really the case this year, but think about that for next year. And finally, lemon trees, all citrus trees need to be pruned to open up the canopy inside so that there's lots of light getting in. Lots of things there, Maria, but really going back to it, it's the bees. You know what they're charging at the moment at the supermarkets for a lemon? A buck fifty to a buck seventy-five. One lemon. Wow. So if you haven't got your own trees to draw on, that's adding to inflation. (laughs) (laughs) Coast FM. There's bus stop by the Hollies, talking about those wet days waiting at the bus stop there. Is it going to rain this afternoon? Well, the forecast for the uh, magnificent uh, Chrome Fest activity, improving conditions. It may be a little bit spotty here and there right now, a little overcast. It will improve as the day goes on today. So if you're heading off to Cram Fest, don't be put off by the fact that the weather is uh, looking a bit uh, snarly at the moment. One thing I'm going to recommend too also, Sherlyn, mm-hmm. and I would have thought you'd be out there with your 50s party frock on, <laughs> and that is the, uh, the dancers. Oh. How the dancers are just magnificent, and they're going to be that's the Sydney uh, Swing Cats, ten forty-five at uh, the entrance memorial stage. Yeah, they, they are, are so good, so good. You're lucky to get a good spot too, because mm-hmm. they really attract a big crowd. In the meantime, today tips and tricks from Coast FM, and this is one from a guy called Connor. Hey, Sherilyn, it's a Connor from Watanabe. Um, I work in an office and I've got a pretty spiffy little fern on my desk and one of my co-workers reckons I shouldn't have it indoors because it causes cancer, she reckons. Is this true? Ah, uh, Connor, that's an interesting one, all right? Look, I, I'm, I'm wading into office politics here as well, I see, Pete. I'm a bit scared. But, look, there's a little bit of truth to it. However, there's only a couple of ferns that are known that, that could be carcinogenic, and they're bracken ferns, and there's one called, I believe, the fiddlehead fern as well. They're not really that popular for indoor plants. However... You need to eat them for them to cause cancer. So unless your co-worker's sitting there munching down on your ferns in his salad, I don't know what goes on in your office, they're perfectly fine inside. In fact, you can let him know that it's improving the health of everybody inside by having those ferns in the office because, of course, they're providing some nice oxygenated air and uh, they're also cleaning the air as well while they're sitting there, Connor. So... Uh, the gardening gang says your ferns are safe and they're not going to cause cancer as long as don't, you don't eat them. Well, the nice thing about ferns is you bring the old saying that you bring the outside in. That's right. That's what it's all about. Just don't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Have a donut instead. Coast FM, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy with the gardening gang today. And uh, we've got Vicky on the line. Why do we have Vicky? Because she talks about what's happening in the nursery yeah, world. Yeah, what's up, Vicky? Hello. Hello. How are you today? Very well, thank you, Vicky. Now, you've been doing, well, Vic, we call you Vic. Vicky, Vicky. doesn't really matter. What's up? Just don't call me late for dinner. And, uh, Vic, <laughs> what is happening in the nursery world this week in terms of the best deals? Alrighty, well, Burbank at Erin Heights have got dark purple jacarandas and also the regular variety. And attention to all school leavers, they are advertising for a horticultural apprenticeship. Um, that would be an exciting opportunity to join the Burbank crew. Is this a Next. job show, is it? It's <laughs> great. I'm out. For you. Next, I'll be saying, anyone want a driver's job? <laughs> no, oh. no, Pete, if it, things don't work out for you here on the gang, you got to jump down there. Off you go. Yeah, oh. this is now the recruiting agency, FM. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Go. So that was for who, Vic? Next, Which one? Oh, that was for Burbank um, House and Garden at Erina Heights. Okay. And next door to Burbank is the Wildflower Wildflower Meadow, and they've got emu bush. That's a beautiful silver shrub with purple flowers, and it's also native. And Noraville Green at Tookley have very well-priced, super-massive bamboo gracilis. The perfect screening plant. So hurry on in there if you mm. want to screen some neighbours out or hide a ugly spot in the garden. Uh, now, what have we got here? We've got uh, what's on special at uh, Narara Valley Nursery, Vic? Well, hot in our garden stand this week is our once in a blue moon half price water features. So now's your chance to create a relaxing sanctuary for half the price. Hurry because stocks are strictly limited, and once they're gone, they're gone. There will be no more. Half price. Half price, indeed. Okay, now we've got uh, Sheldon standing by right now, as she does every Saturday morning. Give us a little test to our knowledge of the history of flowers <laughs> and the like. The gardening, uh, the gardening gangs. Fact or fib game? Okay, let's get rolling. Let's go. All right, this is about flags this time. We all like a little bit of taquita. So on the Mexican flag, <laughs> it is the colour of green, white and red. That's true. Okay. And it's also true there's an eagle on there. That's true. There's also true that there's a snake on that flag as well. And that snake and that eagle is standing uh, standing on or around a plant. And it's the blue agave plant, which is where we get tequila from. Is that the plant on the Mexican flag? Fact or fib? Oh, tricky, tricky, tricky. <laughs> I haven't checked the Mexican flag for some time. Uh-huh. Um, okay, well, I'm prepared to say it's false. I think uh, Sherilyn may be just <laughs> trumping up a little story here uh-huh. to try and fool the master. What do you reckon, Mick? Every time I, I think it's true, so obviously oh. you will be right. <laughs> <laughs> do you have your favourite uh, bottle of tequila with you at the moment, uh, Mick? Oh, I don't go near tequila. <laughs> dangerous <laughs> stuff, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very dangerous. Now, uh, Cheryl, I'm mm. saying it's a, a fib, and uh, Vicky's saying it's a it's fact. That it's the blue argave plant. Uh, and the answer is? It's absolute rubbish. But there is a plant on ah. there. <laughs> it's not absolute, but this plant, there is a plant. So there is a snake and there is an eagle and they are standing on all the snakes slithering around. A plant that a lot of Australians know about, the prickly pear. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, pear, our arch nemesis. <laughs> Which you can eat, but you can't make tequila out of it. <laughs> oh, well. damn. Well, I'll let you know that definitely proves I am not Googling over here. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> Pete's doing well. That's it. Uh, doing super well by default, I think, Vic. That's it. All right, Vic, you can uh, better well, go and have a margarita, it, I think. It, to... <laughs> all I can say, Vic, it's a bit of a prickly one today. Oh. <laughs> definitely <laughs> Thanks, Vic. Thanks, guys. Okay, there's well, What's Hot Vicky from Narara Valley Nursery this morning. Coast FM, this is The Gardening Gang with Pete and Sherilyn. The sound. Oh, cha-cha-cha, the diamonds at Coast FM. Soundtrack of Chrome Fest this morning. And the big Chrome Fest activity opens at the entrance. Day two today, although a lot of activity in the afternoon got washed out yesterday, Sherilyn. Oh. Nighttime things not affected, but uh, on stage mm. there, poor old DJ... George, <laughs> he would have been under a raincoat or oh, umbrella. Not, not, <laughs> but it's cleared up now. It's going to be a fantastic day today. So up last eight this morning, DJ Vinny jumped on stage there at mm-hmm. Memorial Park, and at nine o'clock you got Pat Caprica, mm-hmm. who's a rock and roller. Yeah, That's all lovely. happening today. 
You might have to take your umbrella for the morning, but it is finding up as the day goes sure on is. today. Tips and tricks from the gardening gang. Keely from Carrion. Hey, Sherilyn. It's just Keely here from um, Carrion. Um, so I actually had a cactus and I've killed it. What have I done wrong? What? Keely's killed the cactus. Oh, dear, oh, dear. All right, I'll tell you what, you're not alone on that one. A lot of people kill cactuses for one reason. They look at a cactus and go, oh, it lives in the desert. It's, it, it needs lots of water. That's what it does. Well, that's the problem. You're giving it too much water. That's usually it. And indications of that can look a bit opposite to what you think. It actually starts to shrivel and you're thinking, oh, it needs more water to pump it up. But actually, it's actually going, I'm drowning. So you might have overwatered it. That's one thing. Also, if you took that cactus home and when you replanted it, you might have replanted it at the wrong depth. Planting a cactus too deep can really easily and quickly cause it to die. So you've got to have a look at where it was buried to before. It would be very uh, obvious on the cactus and leave it in that same thing. Fungal infections and rot, well, that's caused by too much water as well. And also, believe it or not, sunburn. So Killy, if you put that cactus in like next to a window, and a lot of people do, sometimes the sun gets magnified. So it's like putting a magnifying glass on your poor cactus mm. and it'll kill it. But look, the number one thing, Keely, is the watering. Cactuses, you should be able to put your finger down till about a couple of centimetres and it should be dry on the top of the, the top of the surface around the soil around your cactus. Okay, so better luck next time, Keely. Look after your cacti. And don't deliberately kill it. No, don't. <laughs> Get your hands dirty with the gardening gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. And there's driver's seat at Coast FM 963. Reminds me of uh, Chrome Fest driver's seat. So many wonderful cars, the old chrome dazzling in the sun. Ooh. And, of course, that rock and roll. We've got a beaut rock and roller. Now, Sherlyn, we've got uh, the gardening game mixed with rock and roll today. So right after getting your hands dirty, yes. I'm going to play the biggest of the biggest. Oh, are you? This morning, yeah. Oh, we can all dance think. around the... Down around the garage while we're polishing up our vehicle. I'll get my swirly skirt on. <laughs> get your swirly on. <laughs> are you going to spin me over your shoulders, Over Pete? my shoulder oh my we go. gosh, here, here we, we go. go. Here this we is going to be huge. In the meantime, it is time to get your hands dirty with Cheryl and Darcy this morning. Hey, Steve. And I think we've got Steve, Steve in Steve. the background here oh, about to herald in I, oh my God. a major segment of Steve. the morning. Steve's got his hair slicked back Elvis style. My gosh, Steve. All right, all right, you can get off to Chrome Fest now. All right, time to get your hands dirty. Now, there's only one thing that everybody who loves community gardens wants to know about, and that's the 2023 Community Garden Awards. If you haven't nominated your community garden or your community garden champions yet, you need to get online right now because entries close on Halloween. That's Tuesday. So jump online, communitygarden.org.au or just Google it, Community Gardens Australia, and get that entry in. You need to nominate, you, you can nominate the, your most favourite garden, Gardener of the Year, Bush Tucker Garden Sustainability Champion Award. There's so many of them. But get in there and get our community gardens on the map, our Central Coast community gardens on the map, please. All right, community service announcement over. What can happen in your garden this week? Well, we've had a bit of rain, so let's get some things in. You can plant culinary herbs, beans, beetroot, cabbages, cape, gooseberries, yum, yum, capsicums, carrots, celery, chicory, choco, cress, cucumber, eggplants, endive, leeks, 
lettuce, marrow, melons, mustard, okra. It's getting more popular every year, that one. Parsnip, pumpkins, get them in now. Now, it looks a bit weird, doesn't it? Like we're all going, oh, Halloween, pumpkins, but you actually get them in now. Radishes, rhubarb, rosella, that's the Australian little flowers that you can chuck in your champagne, yum. Silver beets, spring onions, squashes, sweet corn, sweet potatoes. You can still put tomatoes in as well. Lots and lots of flowers can go in, including asters, Californian poppies, carnation, also cosmos daisies, how pretty, dianthus, everlasting daisies, that's the Aussie ones, and also germ Gypsophila, impatience, marigold, nasturtions, all these things will bring the bees back or the, help the native bees as well. And salvia, snapdragon, sunflowers, vinca, verbena and zinnias. Zinnias at the end of the alphabet there. How convenient. She starts like with an A and goes to Z. I like to be like alphabetically correct there, you know. <laughs> okay, now at the uh, crime fest this weekend, lots of people dressing like this bloke, I reckon. Well, this is my and Cheryl and Darcy, it is the gardening gang here Saturday morning mm. on the Central Coast and we've got uh, Doreen who joins us every week mm. and uh, in between her travels on the, in the little RV vehicle there, oh, I know. we do the market report. Now, where are you off to this weekend? Uh, we're going up to Port Stevens. <laughs> well done. Okay, so back to uh, more mundane things. Mm. Uh, Doreen's uh, report from the markets we around do. the coast now, this weekend. Edelong Fresh Food Markets are being held today and every Saturday at the Broken Bay Scout Hall on Picnic Parade between 7 and 1. It's a new location for them and you'll find fresh fruit and veggies, eggs and deli items on sale. And the little one, Mangrove Mountain Markets, are being held today between 9 and 3 on the corner of Georgetowns Drive and Bloodtree Road. They specialise in homemade preserves, cakes, crafts and plants. And Long Jetty Markets are on today between 9 and 2 on the foreshore. Come on out to the markets for lunch and have a browse around their beautiful stalls. There's lots to see like fashion, homewares, jewellery, local produce and international street foods. And that's it for today. Okay, turn the page here and uh, let's check out the Sunday markets on the coast. Okay, Tookley Lions Club markets are on in the Coles car park, Tookley between 8 and 1. Browse through their stalls and grab a bargain or two. And Gosford City Farmers Market is being held tomorrow at the Gosford Showground between 7 and 1. There will be a large range of fresh produce, deli items and free-range eggs to mention a few. Now this weekend they're having a Meet the Maker Day where you'll be able to taste for free. Ooh. There's also lots of entertainment for the kids, something like the Play-Doh station. The kids oh. all love that, nice and messy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. Hmm. Right, now Woi Woi Lions Club are holding their boot market tomorrow, their car boot market. Mm-hmm. It's on between 7 and 1 and you'll find a great variety of stalls along with a barbecue, tea and coffee. Also, I believe there's a few markets at the Chrome Fest over the weekend too at uh, the entrance. Oh, that's right. Chrome Fest is jumping. It's the place to be mm. over the weekend. Mm. And also lots of markets and you can buy bits of retro stuff as well. Oh, I know. That's all you fun, know, isn't leather it? Leather goods. No. Something different. Leather straps. No, hang on. <laughs> leather jackets. <laughs> you know that stuff, they, you know, the, the, the grease look, you know. Oh, is that oh. it? <laughs> grease lighting. Vintaging. Yes, we grease get lightning. it. Yes, we get it. So that's a big one too at the entrance over the weekend, Saturday yeah, okay. and Sunday. And what else is going on on Sunday? Now, whether that uh, regular market's at the entrance is going to be on with Chrome Fest, who's to know? 
Mm. Not, uh, not sure. Yeah, not sure. Weekend. I have plenty of other so. things to have a look at around the entrance mm. with that. Crom brom. Yeah. Okay, let that let Now, there's also a really nice little special one here I've found. Wish I could go. It's on at Pearl Beach and it's the Pearl Beach Food and Wine Fair. Now, that's on today between 10 and 4.30 at the Pearl Beach Memorial Hall on Diamond Road. Now, you'll find gourmet food, wine stalls and fresh produce. It's being presented by the Pearl Beach Progress Association and entry is free. I believe that proceeds, you know, all and above goes to their little community down there. Lovely, and that's on today. They really need the help too down there. Oh, oh yes, yes. I well, mean Pearl Beach, it's a tough there's suburb. There's some lovely places down there. I did have my eye on, but um, no, it won't oh. be moving. I'm sure they pay it forward, Pete. <laughs> yes. Okay, thanks, uh, Doris, for that You're little market welcome. update, and thanks, enjoy your sorry. time over the weekend. Up to the you better, port. You better, It'll you, all be you better fine. take your gum boots. I will. Coast FM, this is the Guardian Gang having fun on a Saturday morning. 22 minutes after 9 o'clock with Pete Little and Sherlyn Darcy with the Gardening Gang today being sponsored by Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. Tips and tricks continue, Mm. Sherlyn. Who's on the line here? Hey, I'm Casper from Matcham and I've got a question for Sherilyn. Sherilyn, how can I get more flowers on my passion fruit plant? Ooh, Casper. All right. That's a good one. A bit more passion, maybe? (laughs) A little bit bit more passion, yeah. Yeah, there is. A little bit more patience as well. Look, passion fruit vines, a lot of them won't flower until they've reached complete maturity. And this can take up to and a little bit over a year. So maybe you just need to be a bit patient. And once the vines reach maturity and has had adequate sort of access to sunlight as well, you'll find that the flowers will come. The other thing that you might be doing, Casper, not to point the finger, but you might be giving your plant too much nitrogen and not enough potassium. That's another thing. I think we spoke about this in the first hour as well. So if we want our plants to produce flowers and fruit as well, we don't want to give it too much nitrogen because nitrogen gives us lots of healthy leaves, which is great, but then the plant is getting very, very busy doing that and not producing plant uh, fruit and flowers. So to increase the potassium in your soil, you'll have to put things like pot ash down. That's a really good way. Lots of nice compost and well-rotted manures can do it as well. Uh, you can get liquid pot ash at some of our nurseries and you can put that around the plant and that will boost your flowers. And actually most flowering plants can benefit from that if you're looking for more flowers. So that's what you need. Thanks for that. The soundtrack of Chrome Fest. There's Bruce Chanel at Coast FM 963, marking the occasion of Chrome Fest, one of the biggest community activities held on the Central Coast for the whole year. And they're back in style. They were back last year after COVID and really building up well this weekend. Weather looks pretty good, Sherilyn. Mm. We've got a bit of cloud cover this morning, but the forecast is for a magnificent weekend as that cloud cover kind of disperses. It does. It's looking not too bad out there at all. It'd be nice tomorrow too. It'd be fantastic. There's so much on. There is now, so much on. there is a website you can check out the uh, streets that are closed and all the tips and tricks on trying to find a parking spot. But they do <laughs> also have a whole bunch of 
shuttle bus activities. Yes, they do. That's your best bet, I think. Jump online to the Chrome Fest website and have a look at that shuttle bus. So you might be able to leave your car somewhere as well if you're not taking public transport. Yeah, places like uh, Batterbay Square and those places. Yeah, that's it. And then jump on the shuttle bus to get in there because there are a lot of people. There there were thousands and thousands of people up before COVID and I know that, as you said, Pete, they're building back up again. And if last last week's edible garden trail is anything to go by, people are getting out there and amongst it, which is so much fun. Now, one of the big activities tonight is the Saturday Twilight Car Cruise. Mm. You're going cruising, Sherilyn, and oh, your uh, yes, favourite beast? Yes, I might be going Cars cruising. will leave from Marine Parade Car Park from 5 o'clock and cruise through the streets of the entrance mm-hmm. and honk and horn up like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've got an exemption there, OK? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do. Anyway, Chrome Fest this weekend at the entrance and we'll be broadcasting a radio show from 10 today and from 9 o'clock tomorrow. Just join the fun. Come and see us at the entrance too. And Cheryl and Darcy in our format today of tips and tricks to enjoy your life, Mm. your garden and whatever you choose to do recreationally. Well, we are. Tanya from Watanabe, I think. uh, Oh, Tanya. How is Tanya? Tanya called in the other day and said, what about you put it to Paulie? Mm-hmm. We're thinking about taking a, a family, a wide family group out. Oh, lovely. For uh, where's, a nice... Where's, where's uh, Tanya going? Well, a family picnic. Mm. Oh. And she's keen to know what to avoid. What Ooh. not to do, Paul, but yeah, also okay. some ideas of what she could provide. There's her family yeah, yeah. and some uncles and aunties and some Are nephews. Are the kids, Pete? So Are the 20, kids? 20, 25 people. Oh, they'd be kids yeah, as right. well, wouldn't they? As yeah. Well. Oh, Paulie. So, Paulie, a recommendation for a nice, easy to put together, but classy. Yeah, okay. classy. They're very classy and whatnot. Mm. Picnic lunch. So, you need to have something that, in our climate, will stand the test of a couple of hours outdoors. Um, Maybe a hot day. You know, think about how you're going to get it there. The the other thing is make it handheld, make it one-handed. Yes. You know, so I've uh, been to a couple of Boring barbecues. old sandwiches, eh? Well, they don't have to be boring, you know. We, um, we, we've going through affairs at home where the kids are now deciding that they don't like particular things, so... The lunchbox is, a, is essentially a small picnic, right? Yes, <laughs> indeed. So we now have had to venture into what else can we give you apart from a good old sanger. Okay. So we've gone down the rice paper roll. We've oh. gone down, we're making sushi for the kids now. They'll, they'll change their mind next week. Oh, yes, week, of course. But it's just about giving them a little... Um, <laughs> they'll change. You know, we're pushing the right direction. So we um, certainly found with the kids, they like to engage. So if... We give them a couple of things that they can put together themselves. Mm. And especially with the small kids in a picnic, you know the little tiny cucumbers and baby baby carrots? Yum. They can grab and then go away (laughs) with. And run around and play. That's right. And they're they're not going to spoil. They're safe. Mm. What I've found is that then you can take the the rest of it home and and reuse it. If you chop up a salad and and take it with you, Mm. like the, the mistakes people make, they dress them first and then they get there and it's, Ordinary. Soggy. We used to just take a little jar of dressing with us all the time, you know. Oh, yeah. And then just dress half of it and then take the rest home. So what's the objective, to serve a salad or, d- or these uh, little sushi I would take. I would take something that the kids can grab that's interesting, that gives them something to do. Well, what about the adults? Oh, they'll, be, they'll eat anything, right? <laughs> and drink anything. 
true. Keep it cold. Give a couple of wines, mate. That's I went, right. no. Yeah, keep it cold, keep it moving, I think, with um, with the trick. What, well, a bucket of chicken? Yeah. Oh, it's picnic food. I'm a fan of the bachelor's handbag, the, the you know... Brilliant. The, the roast chicken, know exactly you know, the you spit chicken. That's what you get. You get a spit chicken, you get a few You get a few nice crusty rolls, bang. That's a that's very it. Australian picnic, That's a picnic. The that's a picnic. Handbag. <laughs> Easy done. You could even pick up one of those little salads as well and just chuck that's that fancy. in. Very fancy. fancy. That's a fancy just, time. Can I just uh, criticise your thought of making sushi? Mm. It's not something for the average person to make. Oh, you, it's easy. I mean, I've, I've got no oriental background in my life, so <laughs> I wouldn't know how to roll up a roll up at all. Well, we um, we get these cool little uh, stainless lunch boxes for the kids because they're clean. They clean really easily, and it's the kids go off. Uh, no trash Tuesday is a difficult one for us okay. because they don't any. It's a big deal. They don't want anything, any plastic. Like we moved on to foil and then paper, and they're like they don't want anything. No trash Tuesday. Yeah, which is, okay. is a great concept. Um, and we will make a sushi rice. We'll we'll flavour it with um, like a vinegar. But you're a chef, though. You, everyone can cook Cheryl rice. Cheryl Darcy, have you ever made sushi yourself? Yeah, it's really easy. Yeah, oh, really? He's oh, right. It's really easy. Yeah, and then it just, is. maybe we're just plebs at our place. We haven't ever, ever tried that. No, yeah. it is. It's just. It's like what he said. You just get the rice, the, the bright rice. You cook it. You put a bit of that. That vinegar stuff. in yeah. it, yeah, that, that yeah. stuff, the Japanese yeah. vinegar, that's what you put in there. Flavours it really nicely and it st- makes it stick together. And then you, whatever, you just chop up a bit of veggies, a little bit of chicken, leftover bachelor's handbag chicken yeah. and throw it in the there. The kids love it, man. And you roll it up with yeah. the, with the, the little to, sheets. When I, was, when I was a kid at school, we used to have a co- Chris Jenkins and I used to have a competition to see who could, see who could bring the most outlandish lunch. Oh. <laughs> so it started with hot dogs in a flask. So he, he brought these hot dogs and he looked, I remember he looked me right in the eye, pulled out a hot dog, put it on a roll, tomatoes. He brought his own squeezy bottle, tomato sauce. They come out of the thermos? Yeah. And I was like, this is brilliant. What a good idea. Game on. I, I'm liking that for a picnic. I'm imagining if everybody brings a few thermoses and they've all got their, hot you know, in Frankfurt there. in there you know, and then, then um, boom. Pour it out by accident. Have a little, that hot dog water's pretty ordinary, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink that. Hot dog water, icy pool. Very salty. We made once. No. Wasn't no. good. No. Well, a couple of tricks there today from um, Paulie Mack, our resident chef here at Coast FM. Love it. How to handle the ups and downs of providing a nice family picnic. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and thanks to our friend at Watt Nobby for the, uh, for the yeah, question. Yeah, thank you today. so much, Tanya. <laughs> Have a really nice picnic out there. Particularly picnic. the hot dog and the thermos. I want to see this. I love it. Coast FM 963, home of the classic hits. The soundtrack of Chrome Fest and more music on Coast FM. Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy. It's the gardening gang on this Saturday morning. Lachlan McDonald joining us now from Ray White McDonald Partners. And Lachlan, good morning to you. You're heading off to Chrome Fest this weekend, mate. Good morning. No, 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 unfortunately got... not, Pete. A uh, bit too, too much on, but yeah, won't be able to get there. It's always a bit of fun, mate. Rum, rum. Anyway, we've got you now <laughs> talking about real estate. Now, last weekend at the, uh, it was the Telegraph, I think, I saw an article which really caught my eye and said, the suburbs in Greater Sydney where rents have gone down. I went, wacko, what are these suburbs? And as it was a great surprise to see places like Copacabana, Avoca Beach, Foresters, Terrigal, Wyonga, Wyong, uh, Kincumber, North Gosford and Blackwall singled out as having had substantial reductions in the average rentals for homes 
over the last six months. Is, so is this a fair income, mate, or is it uh, just a bit of newspaper talk? No, Pete, I certainly think it's something that uh, has that we've been experiencing. Yeah. And I think uh, the reason for it is, you know, you still hear about this rental crisis that we're experiencing. Yeah. Right? So it's a shortage of affordable rentals. That's the key thing, affordable rentals. There is a lot of renters, plenty of rentals available, but it really comes down to what people can afford. And we've seen over the past, say, 12 months, as a lot of people that had been renting properties on the Central Coast during COVID, they may have looked to go back to Sydney. That demand of new people from Sydney has slowed in terms of the rental market. So what you're finding is the limits as to what people can actually afford for a rental are starting to creep down a little bit. You don't have that big injection of, of Sydney money coming up and just renting something um, you know, relatively extravagant for 12 months. Okay, um, yep. We, we've certainly noticed it. Um, and there's... There's been a little bit more available, but the vacancy rates are still very low. Uh, it's just that prices that had gotten quite high, quite out of hand, have come back a little bit to within a little bit more reason, but they're still very expensive feet. Well, I noticed, for example, uh, it says here the average now in Terrigal seven fifty, which has come down by fifty bucks. But then, on mm. the other hand, you've got places like Wyong, where the average is five twenty. And they've come down 30. So it's all, I guess it's all relative, isn't it? Well, Pete, if you look at what was happening during the COVID period, we had, you know, it wasn't unheard of. Um, you know, I was hearing stories where people in Terrible um, were going for rentals and people were, were coming and offering up to three and $400 more a week to secure it, that, that, oh, that property. Desperate, like, yeah, yeah, okay. Incredible amounts. And these are people coming from Sydney looking to secure something by the beach during those COVID periods, you know, a couple of years maybe. And as we've seen people starting to need to head back into the office a little bit more, what we've seen is that some of those people, particularly in the less commutable areas of the coast, I would say, yeah. um, the ones that are not quite as close to the train, um, we've seen those people, unfortunately, sort of have to retreat and, and, and go back to somewhere a little bit more um, convenient. So um, those numbers will have been, I would say, artificially inflated over those, that period due to some of those things that were happening. That's probably the key reason we're seeing that now. There's still very strong rental demand, but it's price point specific. So kind of good news for renters, particularly if you're looking for the more expensive suburbs where reality is now, I guess, uh, coming into its own. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And unfortunately, I wouldn't say there's a lot of relief there for, you know, your, your average mum and dad yeah. that are looking to, to rent a family True. home. Unfortunately, you know, whilst prices might have come back a bit, if you look at those figures there, Pete, gee, they're still really high to where they were a few years ago. Well, there it is. Thank you, Lachlan, for your clarification there of uh, the rental market here on the coast. It's still up there, but uh, not as bad as, say, 12 months ago. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Pete. Cheers. Lockton McDonald there from Ray White McDonald Partners here with the gang at Coast FM this morning. Leo Sayer at Coast FM 963 feeling like dancing, get out to Chrome Fest over the weekend at the entrance. So much to see and do, Sherilyn. Yeah. What's next week? Next week, get your home and garden ready for this hot summer and bushfire season. Build a dam. It's going to be a dry Hot summer. summer.